0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's
1: time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is The Daily Score. Now, here's your host,
2: Mark Grody. The question now about the Chicago Bears after their 41-10 to loss to the Chiefs on Sunday is, what now? The words of Axel Rose, where do we go now? What now? What? Their own three, the Bears are, and every loss, every one of those losses has been the worst loss. Like each one of them had their own little village of terror to them. I, I mean, I don't even know. Like that, Would that be a fun podcast game to play or a radio game to play on the score? Rank the losses so far for the Bears? Because they've all been absolutely terrifying in some way, shape, or form. And so now that leaves the Bears to assemble back at Hallis Hall, getting ready for the game against Denver and we don't know what's going to happen next but they had to say something about the game they had to let us know what was their impressions after reviewing and watching the tape of this game and now it's it's time to figure out how do you survive so let's get let's get down to that um, Matt Eberflus spoke as he always does. And, you know, part of the, the theme that he had was kind of talking about digging in to the individuals a little bit more and uh, trying to figure out who's really going wrong here. Who's not falling in line with their details and responsibilities and things like that. My first question to Matt Eberflus is was what does when you get into the micro a little bit more let's start with qb1 what does justin Fields need to do to be better yeah he's,
1: he's been doing it right he's been doing it uh in terms of the work right now we're going to see the fruits of the labor he's just got to keep doing the things you know the, the platform uh, rhythm and timing the things that we've been discussing I thought we did a good job of moving them out of the pocket yesterday. Had a couple uh, quarterback design runs, couple run pass options. Um, took those shots down the field. I thought those were really good. We got to capitalize on those. Um, so I think he did some things okay in Sunday's game that were that, that looked like we wanted it to look, and and it's getting better. You feel like he's close to unlocking I do, I do. I think I think we're real close. I really do. I think I, th- I know a lot of people say we're a lot. It's a, it's a far way away. away. I don't believe that. I think we're close. And, and I think that we just – it's more about the details of the individual person. And if we just keep doing that right, uh, right things are going to happen. Why do, do you think, why do you think you're close? What's that? Why do you think you're close? Because I know I've seen it before. I've seen it. You know, I, I, like I said, when I was at the Colts, I saw it when I was, you know, back when I was at the D.C. at Missouri. You know, the first few years we weren't very good. And uh, that was hard. It was It was hard business. You know, we were – At the Colts, we were losing teams we probably shouldn't have lost to to begin. And same thing when I was back at Missouri, you know. And then all of a sudden, if you just keep doing right, okay, and keep your head down and focus on uh, what matters, okay, uh, good things happen.
2: I got to be honest when I say this; I'm being totally serious. I hope he believes that. I seriously hope that that is something that. They have seen and feel now. I mean, he sounded pretty genuine there, you know what I mean? That didn't sound like, it like he was ready either ready for the question or really is seeing something that the rest of the world does not see right now. And you allow room for the coaching staff and the people in the building who actually do see him way more than everybody else. See what goes on, the nitty gritty and practices behind the scenes. So you do have to have some, I suppose, blind faith in knowing that the bears know Justin Fields better than anybody. And so I just hope that Matt Eberfuss truly believes that when he says that he thinks that Justin Fields is close and, you know, it sounds like close to cracking the code. And he's just, man, if he just would have done this on that, play then it's there but guess what he got a step closer like maybe that's what they're seeing and i'm really just trying to uh, tap in to what they might be thinking and their optimism because i don't feel it yet i just don't feel do you do you i mean i i don't feel it yet let's carry on though with matt eberflus and he gets more specific on justin fields he was asked about Justin Fields' issues in the pocket.
1: Answer your question. You know he's he's just working on that. You know no one's going to work harder than him in the pocket. And again, you saw a couple of times there we had at midfield, um, and they started they showed single high. We ended up checking the play and ended up being in, in quarters coverage, doubled both of our receivers. He he stepped back there and then brought it across midfield, and uh, took off and ran there. So I think that's him being in the flow right there at that moment at that particular play. Um, You know, reading the coverages, there wasn't a lot of guys open because they had the two receivers that went up the field doubled. So I thought he did a nice job on that one.
2: How do you balance the fact that you need to be somewhat successful as a pocket passer just to run an offense in the NFL,
1: but also putting him in a position to keep his feet moving and do some things that he might be more comfortable? Yeah, and I think we did some of that. You know, we got him out of the pocket some yesterday. I thought we took our shots down the field. Um, I thought we had our chances to make a couple more of those, Um, you know, at the end of the day. I thought, you know, a couple of those were right on the money. More catch up there. Right. Yeah, I, th- I thought we had an opportunity there to, for a couple of those, and uh, obviously the one at the very end on the, on the left side, offensive left side of the one-handed catch was a nice ball. Um, you know, but again, we just got to be detailed with uh, with how we're running those deep shot routes. You know, and, and you know, just a little minute details can get us uh, open and get us in space that we need to get to.
2: Yes, sir. the The details are real. They were definitely taking shots. Amanda Eberflus. Kind of alluded to it right there. There were a couple of plays to feel the side of things here. DJ Moore should have caught that ball, the deep ball down the field. Beautiful, beautiful throw by Justin Fields. It really was. It was like the kind of throw where you kind of like come back to the middle a little on the is Fields good odometer or measuring stick right now, which is – Definitely going the other way for me, but when you saw that place, okay, all right, there's something from Fields DJ Moore that's a drop. And then the other one, the other play, too, that I, that bugged me was the 50-50 ball downfield throw to Chase Claypool. That Claypool, the play that he did not make that I believe he should have made. I don't know, 50-50 ball, right? I know by definition, <laughs> he uh, had a 50% chance. Not he should have caught it. Um, but. That's part of why you like somebody like that, because you think that he could win the one-on-one battles. And and watching the TV broadcast, I heard Greg Olson say that he thought that Chase Claypool short arm the football. And so I did ask Matt Eberflus what he thought of Chase Claypool not making the play on the 50-50 throw. Yeah, I don't Field. see
1: short-arm. I, I see a high point the ball, you know, instead of jumping up, you know, a little early. I think uh, he would he would agree with that to go high point the ball, um, you know catch it at his highest point with you know, and when he jumps and gets it there. So I, that's the only thing I critique I would have with that. I thought he just jumped a little bit early on it.
2: Okay, well that uh, that is a mistimed time jump, is you know that's not as that's not egregious. Uh, like if it truly was a case where he was afraid essentially to make the play short arming the football um, that he, he feared. <laughs> so that's the flus one more cut. Cause I know we, like the defense has been probably worse than the offense. Like if we really went blow for blow, but you know, the rage is the offense. It's just the way it works. But somebody had to say something about the defense and TJ Edwards was front and center with the media and I asked him, yeah, what what is the major issue with the defense through these first three games
0: run game wise i thought we were actually decent i thought we were solid in terms of uh point of attack i thought the d-line did a really good job in the run game and things like that but um for us i think it's been a, a focus that you know we've we've had is really those third downs um and getting rid of those you know explosive passes and that's everybody you know that's from um the rush to the back end of the linebackers that's everyone you know doing their job to to so we can get those things hammered down so that we can we can get off the field um a lot of drives we've had chances to get off the field we've had a you know third and manageable and we're just not we're not doing it so it's it's finding a way to um make those things happen so that we can you know get off the field and get our offense out there and get this thing going
2: And in real time when that's happening
0: how how deflating
2: is it against an explosive offense like kansas city
0: I mean, yeah, anytime someone's driving on you, it's, it's, it's not what you want, for sure. Um, but I think, again, it's it's one of those where they're, they're a good team. We knew they were going to make some plays and um, things like that. So we weren't, you know, discouraged by that. It was more so, um, you know, just I felt like early in that first half, we just couldn't find a way to get off the field. And that's, as a defense, we pride ourselves on that. So we got to find a way to get that done.
2: Yeah, and it just looks like they're dragging, man. I mean, through three weeks, they're just playing a step behind, like they just don't look like they're caught up yet with the rest of the NFL. It just, it's like, I mean, and that there's not much worse to say about a defense than they look a step slow. I mean, that's like devastating where you just want to have everybody flying out there, and it's not the case right now with the Bears' defense, and it's nowhere on this team right now. The Bears are a legitimate 0-3, and day off on Tuesday at Hallis Hall before we speak to Justin Fields on Wednesday. So we'll see how this week continues to go out here at Hallis Hall. Thank you so much for listening, as you always do on The Daily Score. I'll be back the next day. For Ray Diaz, I'm Mark Rohde. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.